Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. With the help of Max Heller, a foreign agent, the Yellow Mask international criminal escaped from the state prison, seeking revenge from Clark Kent because Kent and the Daily Planet were responsible for putting him behind bars. The Mask opened a gas main valve in the basement of the newspaper building and almost succeeded in blowing up the 30-story skyscraper. But Kent, as Superman, stopped the flow of deadly gas before the damage was too great. Meanwhile, the Mask is hiding out in the penthouse apartment of the espionage ring led by Heller. There, the foreign agent tells him what is wanted of him. An American has perfected an amazing mechanical man, a huge, giant-like creature of steel and wires, radio controls, and capable of everything but thought. Heller wants this metal monster no matter what the cost, to spread fear and panic and destruction. The mass, posing as a government representative, is to get it for him. Unmindful that the police of five states are looking for him, with orders to bring him in, dead or alive, the mass, armed with Ford credentials, has gained access to the huge barn-like laboratory of Wallace Thornton, inventor of the mechanical man. At one end of the high-ceilinged room, the metal monster stands upright, the steel plates of its mammoth body gleaming of the strong lights, its arms dangling like those of a giant gorilla. Its head is a square steel box with glowing red lamps for eyes. Suddenly, as Thornton twists a dial on the control board, the steel body shudders, and the mechanical man walks forward slowly. It's amazing, Mr. Thornton, simply amazing. I'm sorry, I can't fully demonstrate its abilities. The War Department has asked me not to remove it from this room. I understand it's capable of radio control flights. Yes, the steel plates along the sides of the body open to form wings. A collapsed propeller is hidden in the top of its head. That's its one drawback, its vulnerability. Well, what do you mean? If, for any reason, the propeller is damaged while the robot is in flight, it will crash to Earth out of control. I'd be inclined to regard that as a very minor drawback, Mr. Thornton. Planes are no different. Quite true. Now, as I mentioned before, the government has reconsidered its original stand in the matter of taking over your mechanical man. Price, of course, is not a factor. It was never a matter of price. I want no money. If the mechanical man can in any way aid our war effort, I shall feel amply repaid. I can take the blueprints with me now. 
Arrangements can be made to pick up the working model this afternoon. I shall have to communicate with Major Nichols of the War Department before releasing anything to you. Oh, that isn't at all necessary, Mr. Thornton. I represent the government. You've seen my credentials. Yes, but I should like Major Nichols' assurance that... That what? Well, that everything is official. I can't afford to take that chance. Oh, you would be taking any chances. Certainly my credentials should be sufficient proof. Now, come, Mr. Thornton, don't be overcautious. The War Department is anxious to begin work on duplicates of your model. I must bring the blueprints back with me. Would there be any harm if I called Major Nichols? There isn't time. I'm due in Washington at 3 o'clock. I must leave immediately. May I have the blueprints? I should like to try and contact Major Nichols first. I'm sorry to have to do this, but we're at war and extreme caution is essential. I'll call him from this phone. It won't take but a moment. Excuse me. Long distance, please. Calling Washington, D.C. Put that phone down, Mr. Thornton. Hang up. Why, uh, never mind the call operator. That's better. Now back away from the desk. Why are you pointing a gun at me? Well, don't ask foolish questions and you get no foolish answers. Where are the blueprints? You hardly expect me to tell you now that you've revealed your true colors. Not only do I expect you to tell me, but I want the information fast. Your suspicions were justified. The government isn't interested in your mechanical man, but my people are. Who are your people? Never mind. Open that safe. I'm not accustomed to taking orders at the point of a gun. I don't react very well to them. Now listen, Thornton. I'm a desperate man. I escaped from prison less than 24 hours ago. The police are looking for me now. They'll have to kill me to get me. You understand? Perfectly. Then open the safe. No. I'm warning you, Thornton. I've killed in cold blood before, and I can do it again. Maybe it might help if I told you who I am. They call me the Yellow Mask. The yellow is in the wrong place. Actually, it's running up and down your back. Why, you folks? No. No, I need you for the time being, but I'll remember that. Now put your hands behind your back. Turn around. This piece of wire will make a nice bracelet for your wrists. There. Not too tight, I hope. You're wasting your time. I'll worry about that. Just keep your mouth shut. It's been a long time since I opened the safe, but this one doesn't look too tough. The blueprints aren't in the safe. We'll see. Now, don't try anything, Thornton. I'll let you have it. For keeps. Now, let's listen to these tumblers. Not too bad. Watch me, Thornton. Maybe you can learn something. You think I'd be fool enough to leave those blueprints in that antiquated safe? Shut up. There. That's number one. Not bad, eh? I haven't lost the magic touch. There's nothing in the safe but some old insurance policies. Fine, I like old insurance policies. And keep quiet. Number two. One more should open it. You're getting nervous, Thornton. Nervous? <laughs> why should I be nervous? I'll show you why in a moment. Just watch. Unless I miss my guess, that opens it. Now, let's see. 
It does. What were you saying about insurance policies, Thornton? This looks like a roll of blueprints. They seem to be marked, too. Plans and design for radio control robot. Just what I was looking for. Coincidence, isn't it? All right. You win. Now, will you untie my wrist, please? The wire is cutting into my skin. I think not. You're better off that way. But you have the plans. What more do you want? Certainly, I can do you no harm. Not while your finger is on the trigger of that gun. You seem to forget I have to make a safe getaway or else these blueprints have no value. That telephone is much too handy. In fact, I'll trust you up properly before I leave. Another piece of wire for your ankles and a gag for your mouth. Where are you going? Keep away from that control board, Thornton. It's too late now. The mechanical man can't be stopped. No. No. Stop him. Not a chance. He'll walk right through that wall. Stop him. Stop that monster. Stop him. <laughs> you asked for this. Oh. I wish I was concerned. There must be one of these. Well, that doesn't do it. Neither does this. Maybe these switches. No. No, he's still coming. I better get out of here before it's too late. There's no stopping him. Crashing through the wooden side of the building, the mechanical man, driven by the radio impulse from the control panel, marches on like a giant specter, its blood-red eyes flashing, its long-jointed arms swinging at its side. Crossing the yard, it flattens an iron fence as though it were cardboard and heads for the highway. A passing motorist, seeing the steel monster bearing down on him, turns white and jams the gas pedal to the floor. Across the road, a woman sweeping her front porch looks up, screams, and drops in a dead faint. And still, the huge, towering creature from another world plods on, senseless, brainless, but alive, mowing down everything in its path, sending terrified children flying into their homes, draining the color from men's faces. Like wildfire, the news travels, telephones jangle, hoarse voices repeat the warning over and over again. Mechanical man! in the office of Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet, Clark Kent and Lois Lane stand by as their volcanic chief barks into a telephone. Oh, for the love of heaven, Leeds, talk sense. What do you mean, mechanical man? Yes, yes, I know. He's ten feet tall with red eyes and... What? Well, I think you're crazy. I'm sure of it. Now, listen to me. This isn't April Fool's Day. And even if it was, I don't like that kind of humor. If you can't turn in legitimate stories, get yourself a job digging ditches. And another thing... Now, hold on a minute. Oh, uh, Kent, hmm? what did that boy bring in? A teletype flash. Listen. Giant mechanical man terrifying residents of Linwood, metropolis suburb. What? But then it's true. Is that all it says? Yes, it's just a flash. Oh, uh, Leeds, we just got a teletype flash here. Uh, well, uh, maybe you're right. Uh, what about? Why, the mechanical man, you idiot. Now, listen to me. Where was it last seen? Where? On the turnpike, heading for the orphanage farm. All right. And sending Kent out there. Watch for him. That's all. Uh, get out there as fast as you can, Kent. Yeah. Linwood Turnpike, somewhere near the orphanage farm. Okay. I'm going with you. Oh, no, Lois. I said I'm going with you. But it may be dangerous. From what Leeds said, it is dangerous. I don't care, Kent. I'm going along. Oh, stop arguing. Stop arguing. Let her go, Kent. Chances are it's just a lot of nonsense. Mechanical man. Oh, it's insane. It's mad. Things like that don't happen. All right, Lois, come on. Oh, Kent, in case there is something to it, uh, anything at all, uh, call me. Okay, let's go. 
Sweeping aside all obstacles in its path, the steel monster is nearing an orphanage farm, home of a thousand children. Can Kent, even as Superman, stop the mechanical creature? Don't miss the next episode of this unusual story. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.